Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about inflation. You hear inflation on the news a lot, but why does it happen? Um, Why is it a bad thing? And actually, why is a little bit of it quite a good thing? Good question, Tim. You know, um, well, in a growing society, uh, it actually increases economic growth. And that creates inflation because of a number of driving factors. We should actually explain up front that by definition, inflation means that the general level of prices is going up. Uh, and the government measures that you kind of hear about and use all the time uh, by looking at a defined basket of goods. Uh, good point. Thanks for explaining that. Now, is inflation a bad thing? Well, a little inflation is actually a good thing, like you mentioned. It causes people to take money that would have been sitting in the sidelines and invest it uh, in things like companies and things like houses. And generally, inflation transfers well from those who have money to those who are earning wages through labor as well. If inflation reverses, creating something called deflation, then bad things also happen. People tend to hold on to their money with the expectation that stuff is going to get cheaper. This causes recessions and unemployment uh, on a very simplified level, uh, which actually does cause even more deflation. And deflation also adversely affects the way people think about loans, right? Totally, totally. It's very tied together to loans. Uh, nobody, basically, nobody will take loans when there's deflation. A loan works because you think you could eventually pay off the loan, but in a deflationary economy, each payment becomes worth more and more. So while your payment might be consistently uh, $100 a month, right? The first month, that $100 could buy 100 apples in the market, but the next month, it might be able to buy 200 apples in the market. Uh, and the next, it might be able to buy 300 apples in the market. So you're actually paying more each month for that same dollar value that you're, when you're repaying back the loan. Uh, that's a clear explanation. Thank you for that. So why is too much inflation bad? So too much inflation is bad because it erodes wealth and harms uh, people who live on fixed incomes, especially retirees. Uncertainty about what prices will be in the future makes both companies uh, and consumers, the people, less likely to spend. This just generally hurts economic output in the long run. So it's best to have you know, a small positive value of inflation, something like 2% per year is recommended. But when you add it up year over year, it kind of blows the mind. Um, I saw a question that said, you know, well, the Golden Gate Bridge cost only about $30 million to build uh, back in 1917, but today would cost on order of billions, right? Billions, that's right, that's right. That's the power of uh, compounding numbers. So in today's money, that Golden Gate Bridge would be half, cost about half a billion dollars. Uh, and if we were to build today, it would probably be uh, uh, even higher than that. There are other factors, of course, like, like uh, permitting, uh, you know, acquiring the land. Now there's like environmental impact studies and safety and labor costs that also drive construction much higher these days. Uh, but people also somehow miss the historic events, you know, of disjoining us from the gold standard, the period from 1933 to 73, and the historic inflation of the 1970s, uh, partly caused by us leaving the gold standard, which saw inflation around, you know, 20%. 
So a lot of the time when people say, wow, this thing used to cost a dollar and now it's $10, or more actually comes from that before period. Well, that's an interesting thing we should uh, just pause and maybe explain. What is the gold standard? Ah, yes, this is a, a good history lesson. So the gold standard means that each dollar you have can be exchanged for a specific amount of gold. So instead of having to carry around gold bars, uh, people got to carry around dollar bills now. And those dollar bills basically represented a fixed amount of gold. So it's a monetary system that countries and governments of those countries use. Exactly, exactly. A monetary system in which the standard economic unit of accounting is based on a fixed quantity of gold. The gold standard was widely used in the 19th and early part of the 20th century, but most nations actually abandoned the gold standard as the basis for their monetary systems at some point in the 20th century, although many still hold you know, substantial gold reserves, right? Um, and people, they like the gold standard because what it means is that the money, you know, those dollar bills is actually worth something inherently, you know, those so many ounces of gold. It also means that the government can't mess with the money supply on a whim. So why was it abandoned by almost every country in the 20th century? You know, uh, many economists such as Ben Bernanke actually blamed the gold standard of the 1920s for prolonging the economic depression, which started in 1929 and lasted for about a decade. It's been an issue for actually most world superpowers throughout history. In the 1700s, the Spanish, they had almost unlimited amounts of gold from their mines in Peru. They actually minted too much gold that it almost became worthless. And this was one of the key parts contributing to the implosion of the Spanish empire. So why did they blame it? Why, was it, why is it so bad to have the gold standard? Well, the reason it's actually bad is because the government, they can't mess with the money supply. Uh, the supply, it's you know, strongly tied to some shiny metal. Now, for example, if you have a society with, let's say, 100 people and $1,000, each person having $10, then this is fine. But in 20 years, those people will have children that will grow up and be part of the economy. But there's only still $1,000, only for 150 people now. So that means each dollar is worth more, which is deflation. Okay. And we know that deflation is bad. I think there's also an issue in the other direction, right? Yes, yes. The other issue, which is less of a problem, is that inflation can't be controlled either. If the money supply is tied to gold, and then a lot of gold maybe is found somewhere in the world, then the monthly just all of a sudden becomes worthless because, uh, sorry, worth less, <laughs> because uh, gold just, you know, became a little less rare. Again, this happened to Spain in the 1500s and 1600s when they plundered the Americas for gold, which caused this uh, runaway inflation back then. This is the opposite problem as above. Nobody will make loans because the money, you know, just became worth less when the final payment is made. So if the right amount of inflation or deflation for a growing economy, economists say is close to 2 to 3%, it's an issue if you can't control how much of your money supplies, uh, you, you just can't control your money because it's tied to some metal, which is why every country in the world has decided to move off the gold standard. I see. So what happened in 1971? So there was a problem in 1971. The US dollar was the currency of last resort, uh, aka the most creditworthy state on the planet, and the instrument of most international trade. But that meant the gold was flowing out. 
prompted by French policy and perceptions of U.S. political weakness, everyone else had given up on gold, so Nixon cut the last link. Ah, uh, you mean the Nixon shock. Yes, now nicknamed the Nixon shock. Uh, it was a series of, actually, economic measures done by U.S. President Richard Nixon in 1971, and it was done in response to increasing inflation. He froze wage and price and, like we said, canceled the direct international convertibility of the U.S. dollar to gold. So just as we wrap up here, let's go back to inflation where we started. You said at the beginning there were a number of drivers for inflation. Can we just touch on those before we finish? Sure. So basically there are two buckets, one called demand pull inflation, which in ELI 5 terms is too much money chasing too few goods, and the other called cost push inflation, which in ELI 5 terms is basically when the cost of goods, when the cost of making goods goes up, prices have to go up. There are some others too, uh, and of course, you know, plenty of detail about the surface, but those are the two main drivers. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have suggestions for us uh, on topics as well as feedback. As always, thank you to the wonderful community at r slash explain like I'm five. We will see you all next week. <laughs>